So in case anyone was wondering, before we record, like we usually talk a little bit, and <laughs> Kaylee was just like, oh my gosh, do you have yellow nails? <laughs> yeah, that was my Kaylee impression. <laughs> um, and I do kind of, and no one can see them, but they're yellow and they're golden sparkly and there's a pineapple. pineapple. Ooh! Because I'm playing pineapple hunts in real life. I can't stop finding them, Kaylee. Uh, well, me neither. No, for real. But I found two this episode, so I'm excited. I also found two this episode. Okay, they're probably the same ones. <laughs> so um, the episode itself is like a solid, a solid like move along, a solid story. So should we just get straight into it? Yeah, it was so dialogue heavy. I have so many notes. Mm-hmm. It's showtime. This is To the Blueberry! I am Alexis, and I am a real-life Gus. I'm Kaylee, and I'm a real-life Sean. And we are a real-life best friend duo who just fell in love with the show Psych and decided to start a podcast so we could both talk about it and have a reason to talk to one another every week. It's worked out wonderfully, so we're going to keep this going. And um, what did we watch this week, Alexis? Season 3, episode 11, Lassie did a bad, bad thing. I, I keep hearing that as like a, like a, Lassie did a bad, bad thing. <laughs> Is this a pop culture reference? I have I no idea. I was thinking it was, but I didn't take the time to look it up. We do have a little like blink and you'll miss them pop culture references. So I tried to grab some of them. I know there are some I missed, but... We'll get there. Hopefully you got more than me because I know I did not catch a ton. Yeah, there are some that I was like, I'm going to look that up. And I never did. But I have them written down. I was like, I know this is something. Yeah. (laughs) That's like how I watch Psych. I'm like, this is something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. (laughs) And now I write that something down and forget to look it up at the end. We start Um, the episode in 1987. As we so often do with that patented flashback. Baby Sean. Oh, Baby Sean Blindfold is all I have written. Oh, that's what LBS stands for. I'm like, what the heck? Little Baby Sean. That's what. Yes. Yes. So Little Baby Sean gets blindfolded and he's like, oh my gosh, is it a pinata or the Pepsi challenge or am I being executed? He sounds so resigned when he goes, am I getting executed? <laughs> um, Like he wouldn't even be surprised, which is kind of sad. Yeah, that seems Henry for the Henry Sean relationship. But even more, Henry, is the fact that, no, no, it's none of those things. It is a sensory deprivation experiment uh, to further heighten his observation skills. And it's not just visual observation anymore, because taking away his sight should heighten one of his other senses. So Henry wants to know what Sean can hear. And so he said, tell me everything that happens. And Henry does this little dance in the kitchen. He opens the fridge door, he lights the burner at the stove, he takes a piece of paper, crumbles it up, and throws it away. And then he asks Sean what he saw, what he heard. And Sean gets all of it right, um, and then he looks down after he gets the blindfold off, and he goes, hey, you threw away my report! Which is the thing that Henry balled up and threw in the trash can. Mostly because it was not his report, it was Gus's report. Henry saw him get it from Gus, and I wrote, Cheater! <laughs> uh, Sean just got Henryed. 
That's what just happened there. And so Sean has to stay seated until he finishes his report. He says, I'd rather be executed. <laughs> now, um, real quick, have you ever, like, cheated? And I don't count um, pre-calc or calculus classes in high school because literally oh, everyone... were encouraged to cheat? Yeah, because she didn't teach. But right. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I'm sure I have, if I'm being honest, but nothing really pops to mind. Like, I'm not... I'm just not really that person, but I'm sure that there were times when, like, I took advantage of a situation because it was there. Ooh. Again, I couldn't tell you when, I couldn't tell you where, but I, I bet you it happened. Oh, and I guess, like, I, I, I kind of cheated for other people in college. <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a friend who was taking physics at the same time I was, but he was taking, like, like algebra-based physics and I was taking calculus-based physics and he needed to do all of his homework and I did a lot of it for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I... He was really cute. He, that's how he got away <laughs> oh, with that. No, Alexis. He's also from Canada, so meh. Ugh. So I, um, I feel like the Gus in this situation because I... It, it, even in that class where we were encouraged to copy each other's, I like I did I did the the homework thing a little bit, but I just hated that class so much I almost stopped trying completely. But I remember one time vividly I let someone cheat off of me during a test mm -hmm. in tenth grade English. And was it me? No, you weren't oh. in that class with me. Um, uh, our our good friend Jeff was in that class with me. I think Jordan was in that class with me, and Hayes was in that class with me. Ah, uh, him. And he cheated off me. Like, it was already happening, and I just sort of, like, moved out of the way a little bit more. Because I <laughs> didn't care if it happened. I was like, you're going to get the best grade possible now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my jam. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I think, like, I don't want to get on my high horse about the, the American education system, but... I, I often think that we are taught to memorize so much stuff that's so unnecessary. Like going Agreed. back to that physics class, like I was really good at physics, but I never had to memorize formulas because my physics teacher was like, if you do this in real life, you can look up formulas no matter what you do. Um, and so we just had to know how to apply them appropriately. But Ooh. this this Canadian... Like, he didn't have that privilege. They were they made him memorize the formulas. And I was like, bro, like, this is dumb. You're never going to, you're never going to need to know what the, how, to, how to calculate velocity. Like, like, we live in the internet age. I can Google that crap. Yeah. No, totally. So, yeah. I, my, I appreciate that. That, that is a better way for a teacher to come at it. Like, give it to me practically and and I'm just gonna be more interested. I do better when I'm interested. I yep. have a really hard time pushing myself when I no longer care, which is why I didn't go that far in math, even though I was always good at math. I was just like, yeah. it's all about teachers. <laughs> Ooh, okay, that aside was super fun. Um, but we're back in the present <laughs> with the boys. Um, okay, in the present, it is raining. And I wrote, in Cali? That, that rain... For some reason, leads to a conversation about Fuzzy Wuzzy. The boys are entering the police department of Santa Barbara, and Sean is irate about the fact that Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't even very fuzzy, was he? Uh, that's called irony, Sean. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he hated it. He hated all of that. They uh, they told everyone that they were there to look for Gus's retainer that he left in interrogation. Because Jules is like, um, why? Like, clearly they're not asked to be there right now. Sean says it's both a social call and, yes, apparently Gus saw his retainer. I'm getting all kinds of high school throwback vibes from this episode. Listen, my husband <laughs> and I both have retainers. We both wear them every night. And we have spectacular teeth. My husband and I saying. both have mouth guards that we have to wear at night, which, I mean, uh. similar principle. But <laughs> Okay, so um, what we find out actually happened, the storm knocked out their cable. Well, it wasn't actually the storm. It would have, but they uh, Sean just didn't pay the bill. Yeah, there's a whole aside about board games that it's unclear which ones they were willing or unwilling to play because Sean is lying so much right now. Yeah, maybe Cranium, but we're not sure. I, I don't know. But they're they're trying to get their last paycheck so that they can pay the cable bill. Yes. Um, so Gus says, yeah, we're picking up the check from the last case. Um, Sean, Sean makes a really funny pun. He says that this, uh, this weather has seemed to have dampened his psychic abilities. <laughs> but if he's not very much mistaken, something big some kind of bigness is happening over by this door it is big lassiter caught a really bad guy he is the second in command at the cincos reos which is not a mariachi band oh so the guy's name is ernesto ramos chavez, chavez. he he is the number two of the cinco reyes which means five kings there it is they are a very dangerous gang oh yeah terrible terrible and Here's my thing. They they move on very quickly from the fact that he is literally the number two man in this gang. Yeah, it's a big deal. So, okay, here's the thing. If he's number two, he's he, he pretty much is the head of the snake. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're just... That gets very lost in this episode, in my opinion. And yeah, because they go for they go for the big fish, even though like he is the big fish. That's my point. And they're like yeah. the gang as an entity. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> but you've just kind of crippled it a little. I mean, that power in a vacuum, and nature abhors a vacuum, whatever. But you know, it's gonna it's gonna make a difference. Mm -hmm. Enter Lassiter, and he has Chavez on his arm in handcuffs and there's this like super cool music playing oh it, like it's like and like electric guitar and a slow-mo walk and with right before they walk in buzz goes he's here and all i think is oh yes buzz yes you are hello <laughs> the guy chavez is like walking in and he's got his like angry bad guy face on and he just looks at Buzz and glares at Buzz. But Buzz is just in awe of Lassiter as Lassiter comes in. And Sean sees all of this. So pin in that, that uh -huh. this comes back. Sean goes, whoa, this is better than Cable. And Gus is like, I don't know. Ultimately, he's just another bad guy. The power flicks, the lights go out, the lights come back on and... Lassiter goes, book him. And everyone just smiles and claps and is so happy about it. Yeah, so um, 
they take the guy downstairs and um, then Lassiter is in like the bullpen holding court, telling the whole tale and Sean keeps interrupting. And I can't read my writing. At one point, Gus actually stops the whole thing and is like, um, can you help us with our check? And Buzz goes, do you mind? This man is telling his story. Oh, I wrote Funyun chat. That's why I can't read it because Funyun's a weird word. <laughs> Lassiter found this guy at a quick stop. Uh, and it matters which one they found him at because the Princeton one doesn't stock Funyuns. Yeah, and it's uh, more important than chips right now. Like, Jules just clearly doesn't understand. They go, chips? Funyuns aren't a chip. They're an onion-flavored corn snack. Is it Buzz who ends up, like, looking over at the gang unit and is like, so, um, you guys are supposed to catch him and you couldn't catch him? And Lassiter did. How does that feel? I wrote, dude bro number one goes, whatever. And then dude bro number two goes, I mean, you made our job easier. Kudos, Lassiter. And we get his name because Lassiter thanks him as Drimmer. Thanks, Drimmer. Red flag, Pin. red flag, red flag, red flag. Red flag. You don't name a character before the credits. Nope. Not a okay. newbie. Oh, the oh, chief, chief calls Lassie. calls Lassie into the office and introduces these FBI agents from the gang unit tax, task force. And Wielden and Rupp. Lassiter's like, you didn't have to come down here just to congratulate me. It's a, a high profile take that you've, uh, that you've got here. And we didn't actually come to congratulate you. We're sort of taking over. Chavez is going to flip and become and go states with witness against the rest of the Cinco Reyes. And Lassiter is really, really mad at that. So the way my mind works, because I've watched too much Law and Order and procedurals in general, I'm just like, this is great. We've got Rico laws. They can get everybody on everything. And then I thought, wait a second. Lassiter's allowed to be big mad. He caught the number two guy in this gang. I mean, so not only does this guy have literally all of the information, but he is the principal player. He's the guy that you get the little fish to flip on or get the little fish and use the Rico laws to get the big fish uh, on like hard evidence. And I'm just like, no wonder he's mad. Big mad. Also, the FBI guys is... The guises, the FBI guys are being douches. Like, I don't know how else to describe them. Literally, at one point, they go, why don't you run along and fetch our witness? Oh, yeah. They tell him to go fetch. I was like, oh. Also, Laster looks so good in this episode. <laughs> a little bit wet. A little bit. Like, so much salt in his pepper. So sure I'm digging himself. it. Yes. Yeah. But, like, but like rightly so. Sean and Juliet are talking not chips once again. And Lassiter comes storming out of Chief Fix's office, and he is hot. He says something along the lines of, I should have taken him out when I had the chance. Gus shows up and is like, we have to get our check endorsed by Chief Vic directly. And uh, Sean tells him to relax, man. Don't be an athwack. Don't be so athwack. Yeah, don't get all athwack. I don't even know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. It's a made up word. And Gus tells him that, and he says, it's Venezium. That's also not a language. <laughs> That's not a language. He's he's confusing the word um, thwack, which is a word, but it d- does not mean anything like what Shaw wanted it to mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he, he kind of is using it as like bent out of shape. And then Viennese is Aust- 
Austrian. It might be a dialect, but that's like a city in Austria. <laughs> All right. I got to go back to Thwack for a second, Kay. In my mind, Thwack means witch. Thwack. Um, <laughs> but I don't know what it actually means. Thwack means, yes, to strike forcefully with a sharp blow. It's with an onomatopoeia. Sharp, sharp blow. Ah. So it's like a, like a, like a switch. Like yeah. if you had a, yeah. So it's onomatopoeia. It's thwack. It's exactly okay. what that would sound and feel like. <laughs> Good. I was right then. I'm, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Sean gets introduced to the FBI guys and um, he said, congratulations. It usually takes me 15 minutes to work up, to work Lassiter up into that kind of leather. Then I rinse and repeat. Oh, so we missed a part where Sean grabs Chief so that she can endorse their check, and then he reaches into his breast pocket as, and pulls out nothing and goes, also, we need a pen. And then he, before being introduced to anybody, asks the guy standing behind Chief um, if they might have a Bic, a Mont Blanc, a paper mate. I'll take a crayon. <laughs> so I, I want to use that to say right at this point in my notes, my pen died my pen ran out of ink really yeah i usually i use like a gel pilot that's my favorite pen i went searching in my handy dandy psych pencil bag that someone special sent me (laughs) and um what i pulled out was in fact a paper mate oh so that's what i use for the rest of my notes and i thought that was really funny that that happened at this exact point like you can see where my notes go from black to blue (laughs) (laughs) right there um but at this point, Chief does introduce the FBI agents to her psychic. <laughs> After the intros, there's another blackout, and it's a complete blackout this time, and we hear a gunshot. When the lights come back up, Chief Vic is like, Lassiter, and starts running after where the gunshots came from, which sounded like maybe the basement where the holding cells are. Yeah. So then we get down there, and Lassie is standing with his gun over a dead Chavez. He's been shot in the back. Chavez is dead. Sean, however, notices immediately that Lassie's finger was not on the trigger of his gun. And Chief orders the coroner and forensics to get down here right away. And Lassiter is like, they're getting away. And um, Chief's like, no, no, we're going to make time. You're going to explain what happened here because this looks bad. He said that when the lights went out, somebody took his gun in a shuffle. And then when the lights had come back on... Um, Lassiter got his gun, but found that Chavez was already dead. And then there's a fight between the FBI and Lassie about whether or not Lassie's guilty. (laughs) And during this fight, Sean's just like, hold me back, hold me back. Which makes Gus really angry because he's like, will you get serious? Lassiter just shot a guy. Sean's not buying that for a second. What was that? I said Sean's not buying that for a second. No. Sean is like, listen... I saw him. His hand wasn't even on the trigger. The FBI, though, is set that it was Lassiter, and they want to know what Chief Fick is going to do about it. Chief Fick sticks up for Lassiter here, and she says, he says he didn't do it. I believe him. We're going to follow protocol and investigate. If Lassie thinks that somebody is still in the, the shooter is still in the building, then let's lock down the building. Uh, But we are going to follow protocol to the T. We need to do ballistics on your weapon, and I need a handwritten statement from you. Good luck finding a pen, says Sean. (laughs) (laughs) 
everyone kind of leaves and Sean is trying to stay around a little bit and then starts to meander his way into the holding cell area and gets stopped and says, oh, I was looking for the bathroom. He's always, it's always a bathroom excuse with him, like always. Um, But I wrote that the person who stopped him was the forensics hottie. We never get her name, so she can remain the forensics hottie. I like that. Um, I called her a crime tech, so I appreciate yours better. Oh, okay. (laughs) They do a full search of the Santa Barbara Police Department. Like, up in the ducks, uh, everyone's questioned about where they were, and they all have alibis, apparently. Um, And according to Buzz, nobody has entered or exited the building since the gunshot. So now it's time for the FBI to talk to Lassiter. No, not the FBI. Now it's time for somebody to talk to Lassiter. His name is Ocampo. He's IA, Internal Affairs. And Lassiter is big mad to see him. Uh, because how can I be a suspect? You're wasting precious time. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, Forensics Hottie is in the room. She needs to get a swab of Lassiter's hands um, for GSR. There's some discussion from Ogampo about his divorce and the amount of overtime he's been putting in and his higher than normal discharge rate of his weapon and then somebody overheard you saying you wanted to kill him. Okay, who is the narc? What in the heck? Um, yeah, do you think Juliet, or I don't know that Juliet or Sean would have said that. No, I don't know who would have said it, but yeah. he was in the corridor and the bullpen was right there. Like, I don't know. Um, but Sean breaks into the room, apparently, and he's like, Chief, the spirit world is a buzz, and I'm getting all these vibes that demand, like, insist that Lassiter did not do this. You've got the wrong guy. Chief, like, is like, I need to talk to you outside. She's getting ready to take them out. And she's like, listen, guys, I need hard evidence before I can go in there with your woo-woo stuff. Yeah, she goes, I, I can't I can't do visions. I can't do vibrations. And then Sean goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are but two arrows in my psychic quiver. Um... And then he so nicely asks her to sign his check. Oh, it's a hard no. But without words. But we get it. We get it. It's a hard no. To which they respond, well, we're a little bit (laughs) brokish. She still walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're in the psych office the next day. And Gus doesn't get how Sean can be so convinced of Lassiter's innocence. I decided to be, therefore I am. Socrates said that. No, that was Descartes. That was the cologne we wore in high school. That was Descartes Noir. No, that's a wine. That's Pinot Noir. (laughs) And this is a perfect opportunity for, and I've heard it both ways, and it did not happen. Exactly what I wrote down. (sighs) Well, we get interrupted as 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 soon as this is said, the wine part, by Chief sort of knock knocking and letting herself in welcome to my fortress of solitude that is a superman reference <laughs> um coffee <laughs> sean takes gus's coffee out of his hands <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need any more caffeine she was she's up been all going night. through this all night right and there is no evidence of any other shooter and for somehow they got in a hold of his psyche valve 
Sean's like, um, we should not be worried about that. That's some kind of dribbly nonsense made up by some crackpot who probably has a fake Swedish accent. It was the one done by your mother. Sweet baby Jay. <laughs> Jeep Vic needs proof that he's innocent because they're going to check his place. And unless they have something tangible, there's no way that she can stop this train. I think you can. I think you can. Let's go. I'll divine something on the way. <laughs> a little little engine we could reference there, too. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just like they sneak them in. We do learn some weird stuff about Lassiter when we get to his house. <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, they're staring at the wanted board he has made upon his wall. I called it a perp wall. Oh, okay. It's like Lassiter's most wanted or something. Yep. In comes Buzz, and bad news, guys, the lab results came in, and he did test positive for GSR. It's Lassiter. Of course he tested positive at the GSR. He practically lives at the shooting range. Also, the ballistics were a perfect match for Lassiter's gun. But we know he lost his gun in the scuffle. Yeah. Everything can kind of be described, but it's also a whole lot of evidence. A lot of circumstantial evidence. Is GSR circumstantial? I mean, it's not DNA. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enter, La or Lassie's on his way in, and he is carrying a bag of groceries. And in that bag of groceries, there's two pineapples? No, he's carrying two bags of groceries. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is a pineapple, though, in one of the bags. I have a, a weird random fact. Do it. In the bag where we see the top of the pineapple, it's clearly the top of a pineapple, okay, people? It's not hard. Right in front of that is this weird little, like, pepper plant. Now, that plant is a decorative pepper plant. I only know this because m my life partner has bought multiple decorative pepper plants. They are not edible. They would not be in his grocery bag. Oh. Yeah, they're, like, for display. I mean... I guess he could be putting it on his, like, countertop or table as, like, like a plant plant. Trying to but spruce up the purple. I just, I just don't see it for Lassiter. Also, he's got a box of post-honey bunches of oats. This comes back later. Does it? <laughs> At Henry's. Uh, yeah. I so, didn't notice that. Okay. We, we're learning a lot. He's also got broccoli in one of those bags. I, I'm just like, all right, Lassiter, I see you. <laughs> Chief Vic stops him. He's like, dude, you cannot go in. You are the main suspect of this murder, and I am putting you on suspension. I'll take your badge. She hates this. Oh, but you she, can just tell. She doesn't have any words. She can't soften the blow. Also, she took his badge, but she didn't take his gun. But is it because his gun's already at ballistics? Yes, his gun was okay. already at ballistics, and they were clearing his house of guns as as this was happening. Or trying to. They still should have searched that man. I guarantee he's got an ankle piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sean gives Lassie this vote of confidence of like, dude, I know it wasn't you. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I'm going to do all I can to prove it. And he says, I promise. And Lassie's face is just, he's like dumbstruck and dismayed. At the psych office, Sean is making hot cheese. Gus says that cheese is bad. And Gus, uh, uh, Sean, 
Cheese is best when it ages. Okay. Um, I don't eat cheese. But, I do. But I've never considered cheese to be like past its point of usability unless it was like moldy in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like unless that cheese was moldy, it's not – is it bad? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it – yeah, I don't know. Unless it's been, like, sitting out for a really, really long time. Oh, that, yeah. If it's been at, like, room temperature for, like, the day, I'd be like, oh, better not. Because we're Americans and we're, like, cautious like that. (laughs) Sean said, I read somewhere that a Japanese businessman spent a fortune on a 200-year-old wheel of Jarlsberg. I don't have what he says in response. I think you're confusing that with Monet's water lilies. Again, <laughs> no, I've heard it both ways. No. Instead, it's, I'm pretty sure it was Jarlsberg. So, Lassie comes in. In his civvies. They ask him why he's dressed for work, though. And he says it's his civvies. And then he says, I'm wearing my suede bucks. They're a casual gentleman's shoe. What are you, the great Gatsby? <laughs> you going to watch Swans with Daisy Buchanan? How did you know that, Sean? Eighth grade summer reading. What? (laughs) We get a couple of those this episode. I'm living for them. Yeah. Lassiter's like, dudes, I'm not hiring you, but I am giving you the opportunity to work with me. Sean calls him brother. Gus makes this noise. Mm. (laughs) Sean says stepbrother. Again. I don't know, weird kid from down the street who only eats mayonnaise on saltines? Okay, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Gus is like, okay, we, we need to ask some standard questions before we start. Question one, did you kill that guy? Dude, this keeps happening. And I'm just going to say, why you got so little faith, Guster? Who hurt you? Oh, probably Sean. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Lasseter says, guys, listen, I've only got like a 24-hour window before my prospects of like clearing my name go way, way down. Like almost non-existent. What's your process? Our process? It usually starts with a holla and ends with a creamsicle. And if there's time in between, Thundercats. Ho! <laughs> Lasseter thinks he's dead meat at this point yep (laughs) so we're at the svpd next and okampa is um like hey listen i can only hold off giving this report to the da for so long he says he's being hounded by the da was it at dinner last night over drinks says the chief Mm. little little tiny chief bick like burn there little burn but it was good so Jules comes in and she's all hot and bothered and she's like, oh my God, I don't trust that guy. I've just got to say it. And she's like, what, Ocampo? Yeah, no, that guy's a snake. But in the meantime, I need to get you a new partner. What? Are you kidding me? Enter Drummer. Drummer. Yeah. Drummer? From, okay, I spelled it D-E-R-M-M-E-R, hence why I was confused. Drummer. I spelled it with um, an I for sure. I definitely is. I can't spell. <laughs> I can't spell. Uh, Drimmer is like the perfect 
partner to Juliet. Um, she doesn't like it, not one bit, but she does start to feel a little bit differently whenever he holds the door open for them. I don't think she's feeling differently at all. I think she's like, this is the Twilight Zone. I'm in an alternate universe and this feels icky and wrong. <laughs> I thought she was like, huh, like that's not something that happens with my partner. She w- she stayed really stiff and like looked with her whole body instead of just turning her head at him. So I don't know. She didn't look comfy to me. <laughs> Enter the boys to the psych office. They got Lassie a great popsicle. I told you I didn't want a popsicle. Okay, we'll split it. How can you split a popsicle? You take a lick, I take a lick. You take a lick, I take a lick. It's yours. <laughs> Sweet. Um, are those overnight bags? Uh, Lasseter can't go back to his house, and so if he can't stay in the psych office, he's going to be bunking with either Sean or Gus. No, here's good. You can stay here. Lasseter has a list of 31 suspects. Known enemies of Chavez. He wants to figure out who of those 31 could have had access to the holding cell. Sean puts his hand on the stack and goes, "Mm, none of those guys. Sean's like, Lasseter, you are missing something. Yeah, you didn't tell me everything. We get this flashback to the opening credits moment. I don't know if the flashback actually happened. Oh, it does. It does. It does. Um, And he's like, listen, Lassie, close your eyes. I don't close my eyes around anyone. So they take his tie and Sean puts it around his head as a blindfold, just like before. I love this bit of acting that Rode does because he fully has the popsicle in his mouth the whole time, takes off Lasseter's... This is the rise to a new uh, theory of mine, and I don't want it to replace the Sean is actually psychic theory, but it's the Sean might actually be hot for Lassiter theory. <laughs> I only think this is a theory because I think I'm hot for Lassiter. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he takes off Lassiter's tie and blindfolds him with it. I'm sorry, the sexual tension here. I can't. So, I I don't think that Sean is hot for Lassie. But <laughs> I do think that Sean is attracted, attracted to strong individuals. I.e. Gus. I.e. Henry. I.e. Juliet. I.e. Chief Vic. I.e. Lassiter. Um, and I also think that there is a, like, a very uncomfortable level of respect between them. Where... Neither of them, an uncomfortable level of respect. Neither of them really respect one another, but they both secretly do. Oh, And so yeah. that comes out as like this weird, like, uh, 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 uh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Sean hides his respect well enough. Like, <laughs> he just like, ah, uh, I don't know. He gets so tender towards Lasseter so many times. I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 the tenderness for me. <laughs> um, by the by, in a while, okay, I'll I'll say by the end of no no by the time Sean and Juliet start getting together, Lassie starts reciprocating that tenderness, and by the end of the series and by the movies, it's so it's so there like their friendship level has gone to a different level. Yeah, and while I guess it's the tension of, like, them fighting the bromance that makes it feel more like romance. I'll, uh, we could go with that. It's just like, 
It's the will they won't they. It's killing me. <laughs> um, they ask Glassy, hey, what did you hear? You told me everything you saw while you were down there. Tell me what you heard when that blackout happened. So Laster goes, well, I heard the shot. And Sean says, what else was there? And he goes, um, some little faint squeak. Sean's like, perfect. Now I just need to figure out what that was. Lester says, we gotta get over there. Gus says, whoa, 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 whoa. That sounds like the horchata guy. What? <laughs> goes running out the door. Lester's just kind of like, dude. And Sean goes, don't mind him. He's clearly out of his mind. That was the Froyo guy. <laughs> okay, I gotta pause here for a moment. There's a horchata guy? That's what I'm saying. I like, have to go to the Mexican restaurant to get a horchata. I don't know that I can get horchata here. That's so sad. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen it on a recipe or, or on a menu here. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Wait, on nights when everyone's getting margaritas and having a grand old time, and you know how my stomach is and I can't, mm-hmm. I can't drink. It's horchata. It's, and that's not even like a sacrifice. I'm like so excited for the horchata. Yeah. Oh, I want one now. Uh, we're in the blueberry outside of the SVPD. And... No headrests! Because <laughs> Lassiter is in the back seat. <laughs> and um, they tell him he has to stay there. And while he's stuck in the car, he looks over to another car and sees that there's a dog in one of the other back seats. I, I wrote eye contact with the canine. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, oh, I'm like that dog moments so inside the sbpd the boys are like jules great to see you we were hoping you could give us a tour of the holding cells she's busy she's got another case oh come on where's your compassion this is lassiter we're talking about i am more upset about this than you could ever be and i'm doing everything i can a full how dare you at that oh sean you numbskull there's a, there's a, like a, um, what would you do if this happened to Gus? And then we get a whole lot of reasons why Sean loves Gus. <laughs> um, Besides, Chief Vic down. is on it. And she goes, yeah, everyone has been re-interviewed. Even the guy who was passed out in the holding cells at the time. His name is Kenneth Loggins. Wait. The composer of House on Pooh House at Pooh Corner. Not that Kenny Loggins. He is a petty thief and a drunk, and he said he didn't see or hear anything. He was passed out the whole time. At some point, we get a mention of her new partner. Yes, she has to go help Drummer. Drummer from upstairs. I paused here and I was like, upstairs. The only There's stairs a, in this building go down. Right. The, and the gang unit happens to be upstairs on this single floor, single level building. I'm confusion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she leaves and Sean said, it looks like stealth mode for us, partner. Hit the jackal switch. Sean's just like mad. And finally he goes. <sighs> my, my captions for... Gus's little head bobble and, and like air whoosh just said blowing air. Yeah, that's what mine said. <laughs> Blows air, yeah. 
Outside, Lassiter is still in the car, and she sees, or he sees that Juliet is, now has a new partner, and he's letting her drive. She literally goes, do you know where we're going? Trimmer stops and goes, not a clue, and tosses her the keys. Lassiter's like, I'm out of it, I'm done, I'm getting out of this stupid blueberry, and he doesn't actually call it a blueberry, but he's child-locked in the backseat. So he has to roll down the window and then let himself out from the outside and he wants to like rush after Juliet's car why I don't know it's illogical but that's his partner and then so he misses his chance and then he just sort of like walks glumly off with a sad face the boys are in holding and there's a guy down there who's gonna yell and tell somebody that they're there if they don't give him what he wants which is a friendly ear he didn't actually say he didn't want it detached though (laughs) The boys have a whisper fighting, and then finally, uh, Gus decides that he will listen, and Sean goes and checks the holding cell. Or, I'm sorry, Sean goes and checks the electrical box. Yeah, there was something weird about one of the fluorescent lights remaining out yesterday, and he flicks some breakers, and it comes back on. I don't really know what that was about. Um, I think he was proving that the power had gone out on purpose. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then he goes into the holding cell, he kicks the toilet, and then he ne- notices that the bed is squeaking. He lifts up the mattress, and he sees a ripped shirt. Yeah, it's like a bit of flannel. And then he, like, flashes back the night before, and he sort of visualizes this guy in flannel hiding under that cot. Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, he goes back and calls to Gus so that they can leave. Uh, Gus says, do you realize that guy was a life coach before he stabbed someone? Who would hire that guy as a life coach? The guy he stabbed. (laughs) So Sean fills Gus in that Loggins wasn't passed out. He's just a scared witness. And they're going to check his uh, regular haunt, Tom Blair's Pub. Question. Okay. Is Tom Blair's Pub not the pub where Lassie got drunk in season one? With the gin and tonics for Sean and whatever whiskey um, Lassiter was drinking that had limes on the table. Do you remember this? I do. I think it was. But But that was like a Hawaiian-themed place. Right. It was like a Bennigan's or something crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So I think they're just reusing the name, but it's not like the same place again. Again? It was, it's weird. It's weird. It was just, it was like catching me in my, my ear funny when they kept saying Tom Blair's. <laughs> Gus is like, the police couldn't get him to talk. How are you going to get him to talk? I have my ways. Actually, I have curds and ways. And then they realize that Lassiter is no longer in the blueberry. They're at Tom, Tom Bennigan's, whatever the place is called. <laughs> and uh, there's someone coming out with, on a stretcher and his Plaid shirt is torn, just like the torn stuff that was on under the mattress. And uh, Kenny Loggins is dead. Yeah, they do not put him in an ambulance. They put him in a coroner's van. And uh, Sean goes, so you're saying he's not all right? I'm all right. Yeah, there are so many Kenny Loggins song references in oh, this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, we are back outside the office, the psych office. And um, Lassiter went on a walk, and he's in more civvy sort of clothes now, which is actually one of Sean's shirts because he spilled tapioca on his. 
and it was Gus's tapioca. His mom made that, with the like dusting of cinnamon on top. Lasseter is like in a bad place. A bad, bad place. My partner moved on, my career is in shambles, and even sweet lady Justice is mad at me. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Did you have any luck finding Tom Blair's pub? Um, I'm looking in my season one notebook, and okay. I'm still looking. Okay. Um, Sean is like, listen, everything's going to be okay. Now uh, now that we know that Kenny did see something and that he's dead, we know that you aren't the one that kills him, that killed him. And Lassiter's like, uh, so the one person who could get me off is now dead. Great. Oh, it's like not making his mood any better. Uh-uh. They realize that they need to get him somewhere where someone can watch over him because they're really worried about him. And so they take him to Henry's. And they are talking at a little bar uh, area, and Lassie is in the kitchen alone, and there's a wooden... Pineapple! On the bar. Henry does not want him camped out in his house. Gus goes, for the record, I'm only 75% sure that he didn't do it. Oh, ye of little faith, Guster. Henry agrees to help him eventually for just one day. And then he's like, and then isn't this time when you ask me for advice? So here's the deal. Uh, the way this happened, the way this had to happen, I feel like it was like an inside job. Don't you dare start saying that stuff without real proof. He's like, you can't throw that accusation around. And Sean is like, like, use your head. Think about this the way it went down. Like, this is the only thing that makes sense. And then Henry, was, he, he mentioned something about Kenny Loggins dying. And Henry goes, Kenny Loggins? What what are you gonna tell me next? That Jim Messina's is locked up? Was is is, is so was in there with him? Yeah, and I didn't look up Jim Messina. I did. Um, Kenny Loggins and Jim Messina were a duet called Loggins and Messina before Kenny Loggins went on went solo. Henry's like, "Don't you dare go down there and put yourselves at risk. You need to stay safe." And Sean's like, "Of course, we will do that." And Sean straight up lies to his face. And they look back into the kitchen where Lassie is just eating cereal straight out of the cereal box. And that is Honey Bunches of Oats, just like he bought before. Yes, yeah. I know that box so well. Um, That's when Henry goes, what, were you raised by wolves? <laughs> Lassie looks so taken aback. At the SVPD at night and the boys are having a sneaky, sneaky moment. And they're like, we got to look for something that connects Kay to someone at the department. Who's Kay? Kenny? Kenny Loggins. Kenny to somebody at the department. And uh, when they're looking, they notice that he has no electronic arrest records on file. But Juliet had said that the guy was a thief and a drunk and an all around repeat offender. And so Sean's like, I found the hard logs. Let me check here. And pages 30 through 31 are missing. Gus sees someone and is like, hey, dude, we got to go. We got to figure out what's going on. And Sean looks down and he has ink all over his hand from all the fingerprints in the hard records. Man, I'm all smudgy. And then they have an act natural moment. Yeah, they sneak out all smooth. And then they're accosted by Juliet. Sean is having a psychic spasm. 
And she said, he said, all of the records are gone. The pages have been stolen. And then he does a flash dance move, which was supposed to be a Footloose reference. Yeah, he was like, you know, when, when the lady dancer uh, who welds just gets splashed by water and they go, mm, that was flash dance. <laughs> Juliet's like, you know what? Stuff is missing. And I saw Ocampo in here shredding papers. But the and shredder then, is empty. Yeah, the shredder's been emptied. So she's like, I think the janitor's still here. So they go down the hall and then they look in as he walks away. Like they sneak and they look in like his bin and they find the shredded stuff. And they're like, oh no. And Gus is like, come on, let's get puzzling. I don't joke around about meticulously assembling shredded documents, Gus. In comes Trimmer. Hey, I'm, I'm all done with the paperwork for both of us. Um, I'm going to head home, okay? And he calls Juliet Parton. And the boys are gobsmacked. That's cold, Juliet. He, he thinks he's my partner. He's not really my partner. Juliet is like, I am focused on Lassiter. But all the boys can focus on is the fact that Drimmer had brought cupcakes earlier today and where those cupcakes might be. Yeah, they're, <laughs> she walks away and they're still looking around going, they're not on her desk. <laughs> so little aside here from season one, episode 10, um, from the earth to Starbucks. It was 20 charmed years later. They're at Tom Blair's pub. And we even Googled that. And it, the only thing we could find about Tom Blair was some San Diego columnist. Oh yeah. So it was Tom Blair's pub. We get another like recurring location. All right, all right. I I do I do want to say I'm not go- I'm definitely not getting there this year. But there is a Santa Barbara like I want to say it's like a history or oh it's like a wine country run event. Ooh. I'm trying to get into racing again, and um, it's in Santa Barbara. It's actually in Solvang, <laughs> like Santa's Christmas village. And I was thinking some year it might be fun for us to just like take a random weekend and go to California and be like, we're in Santa Barbara, even though the show actually wasn't built here. <laughs> I would like to do that, but let's do that with Vancouver. I would rather do that with Vancouver. I might I might get a preview of Vancouver this um, this fall, and I will report back on how wonderful it is to get there and how beauteous it is. Because That's, that, that sounds things. legit. Anyway, Gus is assembling all the shreds and Henry comes in and he is so mad at Lassiter. And then he sees all the shreds and um, he knows. He knows. He's like, you promised me you wouldn't go to the SBPD. They had to go. They had to help Lassiter. You can stay and help us put the shreds together or you can go back home to Lassie. Yeah, I'm losing it. I, I can't take it anymore. I'm not going back there. He sits down. He starts putting things together and uh, he starts to complain more about Lassiter by saying he eats everything and keeps recording reruns of, of cops. But you love cops. Not 24 times a day. <laughs> Gus compliments him on how good he is at assembling the pieces of the paper. And he says, I come from a long line of puzzlers. Well, what about Sean? It skips a generation. Because Sean heard the peanut guy. So we had the Froyo guy, the Horchata guy, and the Peanut guy. I mean, it pays to be close to the pier, I guess. Yeah. Sean is outside getting his peanuts. 
um, which will kill me. And in comes Drummer, and who he, he was on a run, and he runs into Sean. Yeah, he's a little bit sweaty. He's wearing, like, literal sweats. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks Sean what's going on with him and Juliet. Yeah, she are you sure an talks O'Hara? about him a lot. Yeah, are you and O'Hara, like, actually an item? She sings your praises, how good you are at your job, how observant you are, witty, urbane. Gus sees out the window that they're talking, and uh, it's a credit card bill. Yeah, so it turns out that it looks like Ocampo just um, took the opportunity to shred his own credit card bill in a place with a shredder, which I can relate to. Um, And he goes, wait a second, that's all he's paying for cable? I'm getting robbed. Drimmer is kind of sucking up to Sean and he's like, okay, I gotta ask some questions. First thing I gotta know, am I gonna win the lottery? (laughs) No. no. (laughs) And then he asks about Lassiter. Like, are you getting any, like, tingles? Are you getting any vibes? Like, any clear points on the yes or the no with the whole Lassiter shooting the guy? And Sean sees that he also has ink on his hands. Finger smudges! And then he's like, no, nope, you know what? All dried up, no psychicness here. And he turns around, he's like, I got two hungry partners waiting for peanuts, so I'm just gonna... Drimmer goes, hey, Sean... And sucker punches thing. Oh, straight, straight sucker punch. Sean wakes up and he's in Lassiter's house. Um, Drimmer is sitting there all creepy, like expressionless, expressionless, like some kind of like, like literal serial killer dead inside dead. Like it was perfectly executed. I was creeped out. Sean said he can't get anything because that punch knocked his juju loose. Um, also, Sean's face hurts. Oh, uh, yeah. And he starts to psych out, and he flashes back to when Chavez walked in, and he thought he was eyeing Buzz, but Trimmer was standing right beside and a little bit in front of Buzz, who is a giant. So, <laughs> Trimmer was on his payroll. payroll they were BFFs. And when he heard that Chavez was going to flip, he knew he had to take him out. Yeah, so he needed that witness to his dirty copness dead um, before he could get taken down. And poor Kenny just caught in the crossfire. You could even say the danger zone. (laughs) He's like, are you just going to kill me or what? But Drimmer's not going to kill him. And then we immediately cut to Lassiter who gets a text from Sean. Um, Lassie is at Henry still and the text from Sean reads, I've got a break in the case. Meet me at your house. Next scene we get is uh, Gus and Henry, and they are at the SBPD looking for Sean. Gus is kind of losing it. Henry's being all technical and is like, listen, he's not technically missing. He says he hasn't been gone for 24 hours. I'm sorry. If an adult human goes MIA when they're not supposed to go MIA and they wouldn't under their own volition, go MIA, you're allowed to declare them missing before an hour is up. Like, that is such a stupid rule. And as we've established in previous rants of mine from other seasons, it varies from place to place. It makes no logical sense. They need to change all the laws. Gus said that he was last seen with the cupcake guy. Drimmer? He told me he was going to Santa Paula to see his mom. Lassiter walks into Lassiter's house and is very angry at Sean. Yeah, but Drimmer is standing like behind the door all hidey hidey and 
Lassiter just comes in full tilt, like, get your feet off my table. How'd you get into my place? Sean said, I can't believe you thought that text was actually from me. It lacked all nuance, my signature mocking tone, and was utterly devoid of emoticons. And then we get the confrontation with stupid Drimmer in his dead eye face. And Lassiter's like, Drimmer, why? I just became Kojak. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Sean goes, oh, he was working on the Cinco Reyes payroll. You got Chavez, which meant business hours were over, sweetheart. I just became Kojak. <laughs> Lassiter starts insulting Drimmer. And Drimmer's like, I know what this is. It's not gonna work. And then he plops something down on the coffee table. And they're like, what is that supposed to be? He goes, your suicide note. Sean tells him that um, it's divinated. I have no idea. I just wrote Sean Sass's drummer and gets pistol whipped. Yep. Okay. The note actually says that the boys were, well, not the boys, but Sean and Lassie were former lovers. And that's why when Sean confronted Lassiter about uh, the fact that his psychic powers told him that Lassiter did kill Chavez and Lassiter had to kill him to silence him, he was wrecked with guilt because of their loveriness. Sean starts to scream, wait, wait. Don't shoot me. Um, it's something in the wild. It's something in the way you look tonight. A deep, deep blue, blue something. <laughs> and um, he's just like annoying the hell out of Drimmer. And Lassie runs over to his toaster oven. There's no gun there. And Drimmer's like, are you looking for your guns? They cleared this place out. And Sean grabs the gun while Drimmer's sort of looking away and points it up. And then Lassiter dives for his peanut bowl yep. and pulls a gun out of the peanut bowl and then uh shoots drimmer in the shoulder it all happens pretty quick but also i was like drimmer's a really bad cop with no hand-to-hand -hand combat skills mm -hmm. um lassiter has eight guns hidden and i seriously think they didn't find the one in my shower or the one in my hi-fi so jules busts in and they get Drimmer, and Sean is amazed, and he goes, how did you guys get here? And Jules tracked Drimmer's phone. And then he said, hi-fi, Lassie, you were so cool a second ago. And then it, we get a, like a concussed whoa, um, and Henry has to hold him up. And then we get this like slow-mo shell casing catch when um, Lassie uh, jerks it out of his pistol, and I... That was very female gazy for me. I was I very much enjoyed that very badass moment of Lassiter, and I think that Sean did too. So <laughs> I'm projecting that onto him. That's okay. At the Santa Barbara Police Department, uh, Sean and Gus come in. They are getting their check, and they are headed straight to the cable company. No chatting up Juliet. Lassiter's there, but he's supposed to be on vacation. Weren't you supposed to take time off? He goes, <laughs> my vacation is here. Buzz is so happy to have Lassiter back. It's so beautiful. And Lassiter says, it just means so much to me that you guys believed in me and, and worked on this. And even though I did end up having to save your life, I don't think that I would be here like right now if it weren't for you guys getting involved. So here is a small token of my appreciation. One free bag of chips with any sandwich at Hal's Hoagie's. It's the least I can do. It really is, says Gus. But he did get Chief Vic to sign their check. Aww. 
And so he kind of walks off. We don't get to see Chief Vic again. And then Sean looks off into the bullpen, sees Juliet, his lip curls, and he goes in. Gus is so angry that they, he, is, no, no talking up Juliet was the, the deal. And um, now he can't go to the cable company. <laughs> Sean, when he like looks at Juliet right before he goes in for the kill, um, or not the kill, but in for the loving, he makes another really cringe face that I can't handle. It, it's the it's lip like, curl. It's, um, I, I, I wrote down like the Peppy Le Pew. <laughs> cringe face that's what it is <laughs> it's so good that's the end of our episode that was the last scene i thought it was brilliant <laughs> so drimmer is our guest star um but i didn't do any I, like i didn't recognize him so i don't know who he is if he is anybody he has a boring white guy face not a fun character actor face i'm sure he's been in stuff and no disrespect to this man um but i hated him immediately but i'm sure i was supposed to yeah um, I will say that I feel like I haven't seen this episode as many times as I thought I had. Um, like, I, I knew who did it, mm-hmm. but I didn't remember all the beats. And I was like, huh. I mean, this show really does have a pretty a pretty uh, standard kind of um, protocol for identifying the bad guy. And it's if somebody gets named who isn't supposed to, like, who doesn't have a reason to be there. Like, that's the murderer. So when, uh, earlier in the episode when you and I were like, red flag, red flag, like, yeah, they named his character immediately. I was Before like, oh, Before the murderer. opening credits. Yeah. He was a new character who got a name and wasn't like a blast from the past. So, um, I want to say we didn't get enough Henry. But we did get some Buzz and some Chief and some Henry in this one, so it was it was pretty good. And, and two pineapples. Um, two pineapples. Not a I've heard it both both ways, but a lot of what? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great food references, and oof, yeah, yeah. I good, like I overall like it. good I like episode. Yeah, it's not. It's by no means like my favorite. But it's also, it's also like not one that I don't want to watch again. I don't know if there are any episodes that I don't want to watch again, but like this one, I'll be ha- I would be happy to watch again. Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, I also like that, like we had the, he was like the crime scene photographer in a past season who was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But I do like seeing that the authority figures that we know and that like cops in particular are capable of being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that gives like it, it, the show enough credibility, even though it's like a bonkers show. <laughs> yeah. There's almost a, there's almost a statement being made there before it was necessary to make a statement. Yeah. It was like the cops can be the good guys. Also these people who are in no way cops can be the good guys and cops can be the bad guys. Like it's, it's all possible because we're all human and, this is a literal cartoon, so let's unmask the <laughs> Scooby-Doo villain and have a ball. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. I like I like this. Uh, I like the story for sure. I like the the Juliet uh, moment at the end. But we are coming up on the end of our season for sure. Oh my gosh! So, so soon. Oh my gosh! <sighs> we shall see. Some fun stuff happens. But oh a few more episodes and we'll get there. Um, 
I think that we will probably take a little break after season three. Season three has been a rough one. We, um, but I will say now that, I mean, we're in the time machine, clearly, but now that we'll be in our time, in Daylight Savings Time, I feel like I'm a much mm-hmm. more human, capable person. <laughs> I, I don't today, but that was because I worked out today and my body hurts. It's not something I usually do. So Ooh. My body's Love like, it. that's not a thing that's supposed to be happening. And so my body's in pain, but eh, it's okay. Um, if we have nothing else, I'm Alexis. Combos, different story. They're both pretzels and cheese. And if you get one without cheese, that means the bag is haunted. (laughs) And I'm Kaylee. I like the sound of my voice. I won't apologize for it. And this has been... (laughs) To To the the Blueberry! Psych out. (laughs) 